Hey, I'm Jen. In life, I've learned that adversity is a stranger to no one. The way we cope is a huge indicator of our character. We want to make choices from confidence, empowerment, and trust instead of letting our circumstances control us. Let's talk about how. This is episode K, Keeping It Together. Hey, thanks for joining me again on another podcast episode. Starting right into things with Name the Emotion. My first example is my mom. (laughs) She is quite a worrier, and especially as it relates to pregnancy. Rightfully so, I guess. She works in the mother and baby unit at Utah Valley Hospital. And so she has seen a lot of pretty extreme examples and she loves to share them with me. Thanks, mom, (laughs) especially when I'm pregnant. She means well and she wants the best for me. And so she just wants me to be aware of what can happen. But I find the worry as something that is not useful or that doesn't serve me. This doesn't mean that I throw all caution to the wind. Of course, I'm careful and I take precautions. I rest. I don't overdo it, at least in my mind. But I just don't see it useful to use the headspace for worry. Worry gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. I always just say I'll cross the bridge when I come to it and tackle those problems as they arise. The next emotion is amused. (laughs) Last week I went to Zupa's with a friend and we just had a girls night. We were eating dinner, catching up, and we looked around and saw five or six other tables of women doing the same exact thing. I guess Zupa's is the place to be for a girls night. And the last emotion is scared. I saw a friend's Instagram posts, or a story rather, and there were a lot of quotes about fear of repeating the past and what's going to happen in future relationships and future things. And my heart went out for her because we're not the people we used to be. We're, We're fluid creatures. We change all the time and we learn and we move on and we're different and other people are different. So life will be different moving forward. Okay, on to the list for the week. Okay, this list is a bingo of sorts, if you want to look at it like that. I was going to do a mom bingo, things we do as moms or as women, but that's already been done before, and so I wanted to do something a little different. And I guess I need to back up even further. What triggered that idea was when I was teaching one year, one of my coworkers and I, during COVID and all the Zoom meetings, we made a team meeting bingo because there were certain things that certain colleagues did that we could predict were going to happen in every meeting. And so that made it a little bit more amusing. You might have seen some of those things too when the Zoom meetings were really big and first happening for COVID. But anyway, so (laughs) brings me to my list. This is things that I've judged someone for. And this will be a three by three bingo. And so I'll read them across three, then three, then three. And if you do choose to play this bingo or write it down, which you probably won't, I probably wouldn't either if I was listening to a podcast, it's just kind of entertaining. But 
if you do decide to write it down, hopefully we can aim for doing the opposite or striving to be better than what we see in others. (laughs) Not in a like hoity-toity way, but just in a trying to make the world a better place. (laughs) So the first one is, I've caught myself recently judging people for items on their registry. (laughs) But you know what? People probably judged me for whatever was on my registry. Next is social media posts. It's kind of hard not to do, especially if you're bombarded by it. But again, that's toxic. And if we can try and reverse that, that would be great. Like I said, I'm guilty of all of these because it's my list. Um, I judge people for not putting their shopping cart away. And this is probably because I started as a bagger. That was my first, well, that was one of my first jobs. And I didn't understand why people couldn't put their cart away when it was two feet from the cart corral. (laughs) So again, the way this would work if we were doing it the opposite way, it would be you would mark it off if you put away your shopping cart. Give yourself a little pat on the back. (laughs) But I don't know. Maybe that would reinforce judging others. Anyway. Okay, next row. Punctuality. I judge people when they are late. (laughs) But I've become late too, especially the more children I get. You almost need to add five minutes more per kid than what you originally thought of. I usually allow extra time with kids, but you need to add even five more minutes to what you think (laughs) per kid. This was just always drilled into me was we are on time. Okay, number five, because this is the center, is the free space. Number six, parenting, especially when you are a parent. Well, even before you're a parent, it's just so easy to judge other parents, thinking you can do better, but really you can't. Number seven, judging people for showing off or bragging. Number eight, judging people because of their interests. But again, who am I to judge? And the last one, number nine, judging people for using incorrect grammar or spelling things wrong. (laughs) I'm just kind of a grammar nerd, word nerd, like I've said before. So those are mine and... Again, this is all trivial, but we need to be the change we want to see in the world. And of course, that's by Gandhi. It's a good reminder that judging others doesn't really help. And then again, what you dislike in another, take care to correct in yourself. And that's by Thomas Spratt. A lot of times we judge people because we're trying to make sense of the world, trying to make a hierarchy of who we think is better or less than or we're trying to make ourselves feel better, trying to <laughs> trying to deflect judgment from ourselves. Those types of things. So anyway, take it for what it's worth. That's the list for the week. Okay, on to the topic for the week. This episode is titled Keeping It Together. And keeping it together means to remain calm, composed, and self-possessed, especially despite or in the midst of some trouble or adversity. (laughs) So I thought that fit right into the topic A is for adversity and a way to stay empowered is to keep it together. And again, this isn't to suppress emotions or hide things or bury things that are going on. It's combating them, working through them, finding ways to keep it together amidst the adversity. So I thought of a few phrases that I'll talk through. So first is keep it separate. And this is with our emotions, especially 
a lot of people act from their feelings instead of their thoughts or their true beliefs. And so you might hear people say, oh, I didn't feel like doing that. Or I ate it because I felt like it. When we let our emotions control our actions, that's not empowering. We need to be in control and do things because of will. Okay, next is keep it in perspective. This was told to me recently when someone shared their story about how they encountered a driver that was less than pleasant and cut them off and things like that. And they let that experience ruin their whole day. They thought about it. They ruminated over it. They planned imaginary revenge. (laughs) And again, that took their whole day. If we compartmentalize, we can leave road rage on the road or on the freeway and move on. We can leave what happens with our kids in the house or in that moment and move on. Again, compartmentalizing will help us keep the day in perspective. Next is keep it up. I have a scripture for this one. It's from the Book of Mormon. It's Alma 26, 27, and it says, Now when our hearts were depressed and we were about to turn back, behold, the Lord comforted us and said, Go amongst thy brethren, the Lamanites, and bear with patience thine afflictions, and I will give unto you success. So it was just a little bit of encouragement from the Lord that they were to be patient, they were just to keep going, and the Lord would be with them, comfort them, and give them success. So we can relate that to our lives, just keep going, moving forward, just keep it up, keep on keeping on. (sighs) Okay, and then the last one goes back to judgment, keep it neutral. How we can do this is be curious, not judgmental. And that's by Walt Whitman. He was attributed as saying that. And I've said this before too, with our thoughts, we get curious. Hmm, why did I think that? Why am I feeling this way? What is leading me to do this? What's my motivation? That's the same with judging others. Just be curious instead of going right to judgment. Stephen Covey said, we judge ourselves by our intentions. We judge others by their actions. It's so true. If we could just look into people's hearts sometimes, we would realize that they're trying their best. They have reasons. They mean the best. Most people are genuinely good people. So we should allow others the same grace. Well, and maybe you don't offer yourself the same grace. Maybe your harshest judgments are towards yourself. So that might be your area of improvement. Okay, and one final quote about judgment, since I've talked about it a lot this episode. This is by Deepak Chopra, and it says, Non-judgment quiets the inner dialogue, and this opens once again the doorway to creativity. Or I would add that you could fill in the blankets, the doorway to anything. Anything you want to achieve, be, or do. When you quiet that inner dialogue, it allows space for other things, more productive things, or more meaningful things. Okay, and that's all I have for you this week. Good luck keeping it together, and I will talk to you again soon. Oh, wait. Hopefully you're still there. One other thing I have is I asked my three-year-old, almost four-year-old son what he does when he's angry, or in other words, how he keeps it together. So enjoy that little segment before you go. Rowan, what are some things that you do when you're angry? Uh, you give it back to someone. Give what back to someone? 
Uh, the toy. Oh, does it make you angry when somebody takes your toy? Yeah. Like when Brother Brant does it? Yeah. So what's something that you could do instead of being mad? Pray. Yeah, that's a good one. What else could you do if he was playing with a toy that you wanted to play with? Uh, I found something else. Yeah, you could find another toy. What else could you do when you're angry? What do we talk about when you're really mad? You could take a deep breath. Yeah, do you think like, that would help you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe, rate, review. Share this with someone you think could benefit and message me or find me on Instagram at A's for Adversity. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. You can find me on Instagram at A's for Adversity or email me at genbank16 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you.